You're listening to Gospel Garage, sharing the good news of the gospel through the teachings of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Surely my God is strength of my soul. Your love defends me. Your love defends me. And when I feel like I'm all alone, your love defends me. Your love defends me.
powerful, powerful name of Jesus. Powerful name of Jesus. It's the week after Easter and our weather here has been interesting to say the least. We've had hail and snow and wind and sunshine and rain and all the mix that spring does bring us. And it just reminds us of moments of, of renewal. You know, the grass is just greening up in the yard. And then when you look up in the hills, it's just starting to green up and it's beautiful. And then the frost covers everything again and the birds are busy and active. And when I came out to the studio to catch up with Mike, he came in and was setting up music and I could hear him worshiping and playing his guitar quietly and the windows open a little bit in his office and literally the most beautiful tiny little bird which if you've been with us here at gospel garage for a few years you know that our yard is full of birds uh, we only have one bird feeder per se and a little tub for them to swim in but the magnificence of god's creation just in watching six different species of bird hang out together it's really a good lesson for each of us and so as i was walking from the house out to the studio in the office um, I could hear Mike's guitar through the window in worship and just lovely, quiet, gentle worship. And there was one bird who was right at the door and he was listening. And I tried to get a photo carefully and he would sort of be startled. And then I'd put the phone down and just enjoy the worship with the bird. And he was right there. He was about a foot and a half away from me. And it was just so beautiful in that moment. If I felt like it was a moment where Holy Spirit was just pause in the moment of God's creation, God's creation enjoying praise and worship with someone God has created. And it's just, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It is the, the calm piece of water and the storms raging on the shore. And it is the sunshine that bursts through your window and you're feeling like it's a down and out day and it's the clouds. It is all things because God is all that is, all that was and all that will be. And so I'm so ever grateful that in the mornings and in my prayer time, I ask and implore Holy Spirit to come sit with me, to walk me through my day and to share those moments and opportunities that he does for each and every one of us. Um, to share those in my heart so that I am softened and I am aware and I am listening to God's voice in creation and I'm listening to God's voice in my thoughts and in my heart and I am then in turn speaking the name of Jesus and the life of Jesus into my own life and into my family's life into our lives here with you guys in each and every moment so I'm super grateful that there's times when I'm quiet enough in my heart and soul because of the presence of Holy Spirit that I can then in turn hear the moments where he's just saying, you know what, let's just stop and listen to this for a moment. And there the bird joined me and it was a beautiful moment. And there's so many of those throughout the day, throughout our week that we probably have missed. And that's again the reminder that God is with us in all things. It doesn't take us inviting him in for him to be here. He's waiting for that invitation merely as an acknowledgement from us of our need for God and our reliance on God and our hope in Jesus Christ. So he is not waiting there for his benefit, but he is available for our benefit. 
And that's that expectant heart that we get to have, that we expect his presence in our life. And we expect his presence over the lives of those we pray for. And then we expect and are excited about the outcome that God wills it to be because all things are within God's will, aren't they? And so even though we may not see in the tangible moment his hand of salvation on another and his hand of healing within another's broken body, we can know and trust in our God that there is a time and a place within his will for that healing, for that salvation, for that redemption. And so that should never cloud our, our quest and walking within his will and his purpose. God, wow, God, wow, we honor you. We need you. Oh, yes, we need you, Lord. Thank you for your goodness and blessings over us, over your people. Yes, Lord, you alone are able to bring hope, even in the toughest of times, God. You're strengthening us for your kingdom's purpose. Thank you that your great love and your care, Lord, and your mercy over our sin and your forgiveness and understanding, your correction, God. All such loving gestures of a heavenly Father, that your grace forgives us, that your grace shows us that when we don't thank you enough, you pause us and remind us of what we are to be thankful for for all that you've done and all that you've given us and all that you've removed from our lives and the things we don't know that you've protected us from. Yes, Lord, help us to set our eyes and our hearts on you. Renew those spirits of ours that are deep within each and every one of us gathered here, gathered together at church tomorrow, gathered throughout the week together, all moments, God. We need our spirits renewed by your will and your presence as we dwell in your written word, Lord. As we read your Bible, you do present us with your peace. Your joy is offered. Your truth is so, so readily available when we open to you. Thank you, Lord. We love you. We love you, God. Thank you for this moment together. Thank you for the word that you're about to share with us. We pray for your word to be spoken and shared throughout this community, throughout this province, God, throughout this nation and on and on and on throughout your created world, that your word and your truth be shared, the name of Jesus shared, the name above all names. Thank you, God. Amen. Amen. You'd think I'd learned to win Kleenex by now. First Peter 2, verse 9 through 10. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. For you once were not a people, but now you are the people of God. You have not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Amen. One of the amazing truths that Jesus taught his last week on earth um, before going to the cross is that there's power in his name. It is the power of his name and the privilege of every single believer, every single brother and sister in Christ to use his name for the glory of God's kingdom, for freedom, for healing, for victory, for all things that he entails us to do. 
Acts 10, verse 34 through 37. Opening his mouth, Peter said, I most certainly understand now that God is not one to show partiality, but in every nation, the man who fears him and does what is right is welcome to God. The word which he sent to the sons of Israel, preaching peace through Jesus Christ, for he is Lord of all. You yourselves know the thing which took place starting from Galilee after the baptism which John proclaimed. Acts 10, verse 38 through 41. We're actually going to do a big portion of Acts 10. You know of Jesus of Nazareth, how God anointed him with Holy Spirit and with power, and how he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. We are witnesses of all the things he did. They also put Jesus to death by hanging him on a cross, and God raised him up on the third day and granted that he become visible to all the people and to witnesses who were chosen beforehand by God, that is, to those who ate and drank with Jesus after he arose from the dead. And he ordered us to preach to the people and to solemnly testify that this is the one Jesus Christ, who has been appointed by God as judge of the living and the dead. Of him, Jesus Christ, all prophets bear witness that through his name, everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins. And while Peter was speaking these words, Holy Spirit fell upon all those who were listening to the message. And the believers who came with Peter were amazed because of the gift Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also for all, for they were hearing them speaking with tongues and exalting God. And then Peter answered, Surely no one can refuse the water for these to be baptized who have now received Holy Spirit just as we did, can he? And Peter ordered them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus Christ. Wow. Again, in the name of Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit came upon Jesus Christ with power. And Jesus did good and healed and corrected and rebuked and loved and poured grace and healing to all who were oppressed by the enemy's works, by Satan, by the, the evil plans throughout the world then and now. And Jesus taught his truth that it set people free. It set people free from this anchor of decay into this gift of salvation. Jesus healed disease. He cast out demons. He healed people's wholeness. He brought God into their hearts. He broke open and shattered our preconception, our ideas. He calmed storms and like he did so, so much more than we could ever imagine. So much more than what was written and shared and taught in the Bible. But go to the Bible and read about Jesus Christ and in his name. While he was here in a physical body, before he went to the cross and before he rose again. And then when he rose again and ascended to heaven, Jesus Christ taught and teaches us today taught his disciples then and all who have come in the thousands of years since that all who put their faith in Jesus Christ for salvation will in fact do what he did in the name of Jesus deliverance in the name of Jesus brought back to life 
in the name of Jesus, healing from a disease and a diagnosis of death. In the name of Jesus, reconciliation between parent and child. In the name of Jesus, more importantly and more magnificent reconciliation with God, our Creator. In fact, every single believer believing in Jesus Christ will be able to do these great works that are laid out before us in the name of Jesus. It is not us at all. It is not on our own strength or our, our own wisdom, which we don't have unless we have Holy Spirit hanging out with us. Titus 3, verse 5 through 6, He saved us, not on the basis of deeds which we have done in righteousness, but according to His mercy, by the washing and regeneration of our hearts and renewing by Holy Spirit, whom He poured out upon us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior. So in those moments, Jesus taught, like he teaches us now when we walk with him, that the greater works of teaching, of preaching, of healing, doing the miraculous in people's lives, could be done through his name, through Christ alone, who our hope is found, for God's kingdom, for God's kingdom. The promise of Jesus really is that when we ask of God, who knows our true hearts, so we can't be decayed and hiding in our own sin and then come forth and ask God. We have to have our heart in that right place of breaking free from sin, of turning from sin, of asking for Jesus to help us walk away from that sin by the strength of Holy Spirit to remove that sin. When we ask through his name on behalf of the kingdom and God's kingdom people and all of God's creation, when we speak in the name of Jesus, God will allow his will to be done. Because Jesus is the King of Kings. He has power over Satan. He has power over each and every one of us. Nothing surprises God. Nothing surprises him. Jesus is all that is, all that was, and all that will be. All power and authority are in him. And when we walk with him and receive him as the Lord over our lives, we have that authority in the name of Jesus gifted to us. Philippians 2 verse 9 through 11, For this reason also God highly exalted Jesus and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow, of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Philippians 2, 9 through 11. The name above every name. In fact, it's teaching us too that every knee, every knee will bow one day before Jesus. Every knee will bow before the weight of his presence whether it's angels in heaven, whether it's every single human being that's ever lived on this earth that God created, whether it's every demonic force that tries to poke away at God's people, the very enemy itself, there's nothing and no one comparable to our Savior, Jesus Christ. Nothing and no one comparable to our Savior. And so that is Philippians 2, 9 through 11, teaching that every knee will bow one day before him for that great judgment. Like, is it making sense? It's such a beautiful, powerful um, moment to read and pray for understanding of what that means in our daily walk. When we acknowledge, 
when we acknowledge and declare that Jesus Christ is the risen Savior, is our risen Savior, that he is the king over our daily walk. My friends, wow, we get to proclaim the decree of salvation and freedom over our lives, certainly, because we're walking with him in it, but more importantly, declaring it over the lives of others. Yes, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that's speaking freedom from anxiety, freedom from despair, freedom from destruction by our own actions and our own hands, because we do not come into our own authority or with our own clever ideas to become free. Like it doesn't work. It doesn't. We need Jesus. We absolutely have to speak the name of Jesus over the circumstance. We absolutely have to rely on Holy Spirit, not our own authority. When we pray to God, when we pray to God about the names of others and the needs of others, we are agreeing in the name of Jesus with Holy Spirit and agreeing with God's promises. And so when we declare in the name of Jesus that the power of darkness, when we command that power of darkness in the name of Jesus Christ to leave, when we command that body to heal the tendons and the blood pouring through it in the name of Jesus, when we tell fear and anxiety to like literally take a hike, be gone in the name of Jesus. It destroys the works of the enemy. And doing so in the name of Jesus is giving us every authority above all things that are against the Lord's people. And it must bow to God's knee, bow before God's knees. I find that like as I start to pray in that moment, in the name of Jesus, the more you allow Holy Spirit to work within you, the more it's readily available that you could speak the name of Jesus over something. Like when you see a situation happening, couples driving by and you just hear voices momentarily through the car window as they're fighting, you can instantly in that moment pray by the name of Jesus. I pray for your calm to intervene in that circumstance only in your name and for your glory. May your presence be known in that car. It's the same thing when an ambulance and fire truck goes by. Your immediate response doesn't need to be, I wonder who it is. It's like, God, we pray healing in the name of Jesus over the people that are gonna get picked up and put in that ambulance. And we pray and speak the name of Jesus over the drivers that they are empathetic, sympathetic and compassionate to whatever they're dealing with at the other end. It's endless, it's endless. Get quiet with God, pray with him, speak the name of Jesus. Because I know too, as I speak the name of Jesus, sometimes when I'm stuck in prayer and something is overwhelming or I feel the weight of darkness trying to creep in and I feel like I'm struggling to pray and my words are tangled, I can literally, Jesus, speak the name of Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. It changes everything. It pulls our eyes back onto him in the horizon. He is the king of kings. Like, hallelujah, hallelujah. What a gift that we, uh, isn't that silly, a gift? It's beyond gift. It is life. It is salvation. It is life eternal. It couldn't be more magnificent than that. Ask God within his will, within his word, and it comes to pass. As we pray in the name of Jesus, 
we will do good to all who are oppressed by the devil because Jesus Christ is with us. And when we speak the name of Jesus over any circumstance, over any situation, over any turmoil, we do so only because Holy Spirit invites us into his ministry to glorify God. Isn't that amazing? When we speak the name of Jesus over anything, we do so because Holy Spirit has invited us into his ministry, his ministry to reconcile God's people to God, his ministry to glorify God and his kingdom, his ministry to receive life eternal, to walk with Jesus Christ and bring others along that walk. Jesus, the truth, he is the way, he is the life. Check out um, John 14, six for that. And so like in this day and age, when we're feeling that there's no answers and um, feeling unraveled and seeking things and don't have a cure and don't know what to do, that speak the name of Jesus. He is the cure. We need God like now, right? He, we need God in the worst sort of way in this world. This city needs God. The city that you're planted in, wherever you're watching this from or listening from or wherever you check out our um, website from, every single place that we are planted in, in the moment, we are to stand wherever we are for God's purpose. You know, it's this nation, it's millions and millions of God's created people throughout his world. We all need Jesus again, like right now. And that was just such a revelation. Right where you're standing is purpose. In the name of Jesus. We want to if, serve, when we walk with Jesus, we feel a longing in our heart to serve him on behalf of God's kingdom in whatever way he wants. And we seek a purpose and we seek God's will over our lives. And we seek to please him and not grieve Holy Spirit. And to this, I say, we stand where we are right at that moment. And that is God's purpose. If you're standing in a lineup that's taking an hour too long because it's backed up, God has a purpose for you to be right there. Maybe it's to be really nice to the person on the receiving end of the lineup who just had to deal with an hour's worth of grumpy people. It's a perspective changing name. It is a heart wrenching, powerful, glorious name of Jesus. When you call it for yourself in a circumstance, when you speak it over another person's life, amazing. So speak the name of Jesus right where you stand at this moment in life. That is God's purpose. Like, can you remember the last time you said, um, speaking of speaking Jesus over our lives. This is relevant to us today. So this is like a little moment of a headache happening. And so I was thinking about this. Can you remember the last time that you said, I have a headache, which I just did about an hour ago, or maybe the last time you said, um, I have anxiety or I have, um, stomach problems, certain sicknesses, certain diseases, things like that. But when we actually say that out loud, right? Have you ever thought about how easily that we say we have these things that are not eternal before we realize and speak over things um, 
that are not of God, right? So exactly this, this was the notes jotting down. I had a headache this morning. They come and go. That's what people have. Sometimes they have headaches. Maybe you slept funny. Maybe you ate something you shouldn't have. And so when you say you have it, these things are not eternal. God is eternal. The name of Jesus is eternal. So before we even realize it, we speak over ourselves, almost declare over ourselves, these things that are not of us, not disease, not headaches, not fear, not anxiety. And so why does it feel so much easier just to blurt out that, um, to say what the world is telling us we have before we're able to say what Jesus tells us we have with him? So think about it. It's like Jesus with the serpent and the scorpion. And Jesus has given us full authority over both of them. But what is it that they have in common? It's kind of like they're venomous, basically, like you. And it's a poison. And if not retracted, it'll take over the whole body and eventually end in death, like sin. And could it be that words we so easily accept in our own dialogue are not life and truth, and they're a poison to our body. That makes sense to me when I think of headaches or different things. Like, I have a headache. Well, I just accepted it. In fact, no, I don't. Something's bumping up here, and in the name of Jesus, I am grateful for the healing I've received, and I no longer have to have something bumping at my head. So again, could it be that we speak words of death over ourselves innocently, in a way, before we even realize it? And yet our Heavenly Father, God, in His grace and patience, is saying, I have given you authority over these things. Let's decide right now, myself as well, and on behalf of Mike as well, may today be the start and the day that we realize what we truly have and have been freely given by Jesus simply by the power that the name of Jesus Christ carries. So maybe now I'm going to look at it this way. Before I say I have a breathing problem, because that's something I've been facing recently, before I have that or before I have a headache, I want to change my perspective and my mindset to focus Jesus first, focus on him first. And then I know I have healing. Receive in the name of Jesus. I know I have healing because Jesus Christ has given me authority over all the power of the enemy. And so before you accept anxiety in your heart, let's say I'm overwhelmed, but I know through Jesus Christ I have authority over those feelings and they will not control me. In fact, in the name of Jesus, the feelings of fear and anxiety are bound up, taken captive and laid at the foot of the cross for Jesus to take care of and remove and work us through and be waiting on the other side of all of it with arms wide open. Recognizing the authority we have in Jesus will change the way we see all those situations. Um, when we look at a loved one who's suffering through something daily, we can speak to that suffering and declare in the name of Jesus that it, it, because it's a tool of the enemy, it is gone and removed in the name of Jesus. And when we receive that bad news, because we know that life happens, um, we know that that bad news, that bad diagnosis, that job change, that loss, we know that they are not what is final and eternal. They are wounding and they are hurting and Jesus is there to walk with us and hold our hand through it and carry us over it. 
Jesus is final and his death and his resurrection are the final words over our life. Magnificent God. His death, which we went through last weekend with Good Friday and then the quiet Saturday and the risen Savior on Sunday, which we should remember repeatedly because that journey and that week of holiness that God taught so much and gave himself for each of us. That's where sickness and fear and anxiety and depression and doubt and poverty and insecurity and lack, it was forever fun finished at the foot of the cross. And whatever we're living through right now is not the forever. It is not the forever. In every single moment, take a step forward and live in the authority of the one who defeated every form of evil and is victorious unto the end of days until he calls us home and then more. Thank you, God. 1 Samuel 14, 1 Samuel 17, verse 45, pardon me. David said to the Philistine, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Jesus, you are my authority. Thank you. Thank you, God. You come against me with sword and spear, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty. Wow. Yes, Lord Jesus, yes, you are our authority. We receive our will from you. We receive our breath from you, God. In your name, we have the authority to speak life over any situation and believe that it can and will change, Lord, yes. Let's declare that, let's declare that, Lord God, I believe that through your name, I have authority over everything the enemy means for harm in my life. Help me learn and understand to choose to speak your name before I speak the things of this very world over my life. Yes, God. Amen to speak your name before we speak the name of the things of this world over our lives or over the lives of others, God. Thank you. Yes, Lord. Thank you for being here this week, everybody. Love you. Pray for each other. Pray for those you don't yet know who you see walking down the street. Pray for the neighbor in the name of Jesus. Pray for the neighbor who you're having a disgruntled fence line argument with. It is all things in the name of Jesus. Celebrate in the name of Jesus. Be grateful with a heart bursting for gratitude that the sun came out, that the air is moving. Be grateful that our eyes opened in the name of Jesus. Be grateful. Yes, Lord. God, we come before you so grateful, so grateful and needing correction and forgiveness for things we've thought or done against your children that don't line up with your will and your word. Forgive us, Lord. Help us speak your name over the lives of our friends, yes, Jesus, over our family members who don't yet know you, over their situations, God, that they may come to see your hand in each of it. Oh, yes, Holy Spirit, teach us to heed your promptings, your promptings that you present in the quiet moments, in the crowds of people, in situations, when, when there's people that need to receive Jesus Christ as their Savior, 
We pray that we are softened enough and walking with you so that we may see and pray Jesus' name over those people. May your goodness and the truth of your name be in our hearts and mouths each day, God. Yes, Lord, we pray hope in a world that's very dark and gray at times. And we pray healing over simple, basic distractions and annoyances that are pestering our bodies. We pray joy, which is that light that comes from Jesus, no matter what's going on around us. We pray deliverance. We pray deliverance in the name of Jesus, that the enemy be gone. He has no place in your people, in the name of Jesus. We pray reconciliation to you, God. We pray love, rejoicing, yes. Salvation, Lord, thank you. We pray revival sweeps through this country as it is sweeping through each city, Lord. It is one revival, one heart of your one people, all united under Christ. We pray forgiveness, God, thank you. We love you, Lord. We pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Shout Jesus. 
Jesus from the mountain, Jesus in the streets, Jesus in the darkness over every enemy, Jesus for my family, I speak his holy name, Jesus. Shout Jesus from the mountain, Jesus in the street. listening to Gospel Garage. To ensure you never miss an episode, please subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player or visit us at gospelgarage.ca forward slash podcast.